0: so, without further ado,
1: let's get to it. All right. Hello. Hello. And uh, Monica Tanner joins us today, joins Hindsight Hacking for the first time. And we are so excited because this is not a subject that Ron and I talk too often about with each no. other specifically. And uh, so, for any of you that don't know Monica, she is a, a wife uh, and a mother of four and she is sharing tips that she's learned for small business owners relationships stay-at-home mom from the last 15 years she is a relationship and intimacy expert and at the end of the day she has an amazing podcast called on the brighter side and monica i'm so excited to dig in here
2: yay i'm so happy to be here this is so fun
0: yeah i we are so excited Uh to have you on the show, but you're right, Corey I don't think you and I have ever talked about intimacy <laughs> Together,
1: ever nope.
0: So this is going to be unique <laughs> and different Let's and get intimate, guys Come
1: on. <laughs> Might as well My Might love. as well expand our horizons here And yeah. uh, Monica is going to be the one to help us
0: Exactly, no, Monica I have uh, You and I have built a, a great little relationship Over the last month or so uh, But For everyone that doesn't know who Monica Tanner is Can you please give your Backstory
2: you betcha. Well, let's see. I'm originally from Texas. I am a graduate of the University of Texas at Austin. Go Longhorns. Um, I always thought that I would be do something in the marriage sphere. I always wanted to be kind of a marriage counselor. Um, but the first time I tried it, uh, my knight in shining armor rode in and swept me away. So the first time I tried going to graduate school to become a marriage counselor, um, I got married instead and we started our little family together and that was amazing. Um, so like you said, for 15 years, I was a stay at home mom, but pretty kind of an entrepreneur at the same time. My husband and I started a business together. And then after I had three kids, I pulled myself out of the business, started my own business and, um, Then once my my four kids all started school again, I went back to school again to try and be a marriage and family counselor. And after a year in that counseling program, I was positive that I did not want to be a marriage counselor at all. I did not want to do therapy um, and that I wanted to help married couples not have to go to therapy. So I wanted to teach them the things that would keep them out of the therapy office. However, I got really depressed because I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I am so passionate and I want to help and I want to teach, but I have no clue where to start. And so um, luckily, uh, I had a good friend come in and tell me that I needed to take all of this enthusiasm and all of this passion and start a podcast. So three years ago, that's what I did. I started on the brighter side. And it's had an amazing journey and evolution to this point where just a couple of weeks ago, I relaunched it as On the Brighter Side of Marriage for Entrepreneurs, combining my two passions, which are marriage and entrepreneurship.
1: Uh, I love it. And (laughs) it's funny, Ron and I, I I guess, yeah, we haven't talked intimacy or relationships, but we've actually, (laughs) over the last couple of months... We've, we've, our circle is expanded for those with those people that are in the relationship space and the entrepreneurial world. And at, at the end of the day, it's kind of made me realize there's, there's probably not enough of you in this, in this space. So, uh, how do you, how do you really uh, find the time? Because so many of us entrepreneurs I know need your services.
2: Well, that's good and bad, right? I mean, I I learned what I learned by going through the process myself. You know, they say your mess becomes your message. So I know how taxing entrepreneurship can be on a marriage, right? Like it's hard when you have this vision, you have these dreams and these passions and you're investing time and energy and money into something that nobody else can see, right? That's really tough. On a marriage, it's tough on your kids and your family, especially coming from a a more like female, gender specific role. Like, it's kind of like, what's going on with mom and why is she not cooking dinner and all the things that mom is normally doing, right? And so I know that challenge very, very well. And I have learned a lot of really important skills and strategies, frameworks and kind of tools to help make that burden a little bit less for everybody and so i i love what i do and so my biggest challenge whenever everybody says what's your biggest challenge is getting in front of the people who need me because i know that it's important and it's something that people don't think about a lot they're like oh my marriage is fine oh my husband's fine oh my wife is fine like everything is fine right and it's not until there's the big blow up and everything is not fine that you're like oh maybe i should have been nurturing this relationship as, as much as I nurture this business. Right. And so it's, it's really a delicate balance. I talk about juggling a lot. You're juggling marriage, you're juggling family life and you're juggling business and keeping all three of those balls in the air is absolutely possible, but it takes a skill set and it takes practice.
0: Yeah. So we're going to talk about that juggling. That leads me right perfectly into my first question where I know everything you've been going through over the last month. So you're a mom, your wife, You had Thanksgiving. You traveled to Vegas with family. Yeah. Oh, and you had this crazy relaunch of your podcast,
2: right? (laughs) Which was
0: awesome. How did you balance all of that
2: stuff? Yeah, so it's not balancing. It's juggling, right? So it's not balanced. The balls are in different spots at all times. Like sometimes... One thing gets more weight than another. One thing is higher than another. And sometimes you drop a ball. But the most important thing is that you pick it back right back up and throw it back in the mix. And you keep on juggling, right? So I think before I go to bed each night, I try to, you know, make sure that everybody's kind of gotten a little piece of whatever they needed. It's not equal time, for sure. Um, But it's definitely a lot of... Um, intention goes into making sure that my spouse got what he needed, my kids got what they needed, and my business clients, podcast, whatever, got what they needed for the day, right? And, and if the answer is ever like somebody's lacking, then you wake up tomorrow and you do the best you can to, to fill those gaps or to keep all of those balls in the air. So it's definitely a juggling act. And it's so much fun. Like really, I think the lessons learned when you're doing this, you know, intentionally are so important for everyone in your family to build resiliency and to learn how to work together as a team and to learn what happens when things don't go your way because that's so much of life, right? So I think more than the financial benefits of being an entrepreneur, the time freedom and, the, and just learning the lessons of entrepreneurship are so important.
1: So, how do you? I'm going to ask a personal question because I think there's many uh, other entrepreneurs like myself that they don't have the benefit of their spouse being involved in their business or even understanding entrepreneurship at all. And and so, you know, my my amazing wife, she has an incredible job and and uh, and she loves it and she has freedom and she's here and all that, but it's still a W two paycheck, you know, that she's getting. And the entrepreneurship is scary, mm-hmm. and so it, it was a hard thing to basically for Ron and I to do what we do. It was hard. It was a hard road to get to that. Uh, so, what's the advice for people like me?
2: Oh, oh, that's the end of the question. What's the advice <laughs> for people like you? Got it. <laughs> Okay. Well, Corey, most of us are not in business with our spouse, right? So like, I would say there are some couples that work together in entrepreneurship, and that's a unique set of challenges. But most of us have a spouse that does something else. While we're doing entrepreneurship. So I think that my biggest advice for you, Corey, is to get vulnerable, is to share all of the things about your business with your spouse, but not to mistake her lack of passion for your passion as a lack of support. So what often happens is we think that our partner in order to support us should be just as excited and passionate about our business and the things that we're passionate about but that is absolutely not the case like if you can get vulnerable with your spouse and share with her your vision for your company your insecurities and and challenges that you're facing your wins and your excitement that you're experiencing right if you can open up and share all of those things with her, then she doesn't have to be part of your business or understand how it works. But she can feel those emotions with you and be on the ride with you, right? And so she can support you in all the ways that are not like, you know, be in your VA or getting really excited about the nitty gritty of your business. Right. So um, I, I would say my number one advice for an entrepreneur who does not have a super entrepreneurial spouse is to just get vulnerable and share the journey. Right.
0: Okay. So you and I have had many conversations and you don't, you know, I don't necessarily believe in coincidences. I actually don't. And the word vulnerable has come up in my world. Like, plus 20 times in the last six days. Okay. So that is somebody talking to me is that's my point. Right. Right. But but it's, that is so hard for me to do. How do you help someone like just be vulnerable? I mean, I want to be, I guess maybe I don't want to be, maybe that's the problem. Maybe I don't really want it. Right. Um, But, but how do you, how do you help people like do that? Yeah.
2: Start small, start small and, and and plant a seed and just allow it to grow. So, you know, ask your wife to hang out with you for, you know, a few minutes and, and like share something that you wouldn't normally share about your day, about your emotions. Like don't overwhelm yourself. Don't try to like, you know, uncover this big, huge emotional secret that you've been keeping for millions of years. But just say, hey, like, man, there was a point today where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I do not know what the next step is. And I'm supposed to be confident. I'm supposed to be a business owner. You know, and, and here I am like, I don't know what to do here. Right. Or something, just anything. Just, you know, let her in on something that you normally just wouldn't and see what happens see where that conversation goes and here's another tip that are, or trick or skill set that i like to teach it's called the 555 five, five. so for a lot of my my couples that are like they don't want to get vulnerable and they're like oh i don't want to have this conversation because it's going to go on forever i teach them what's called the 555 five, 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 where you put a you set a 5 minute time limit and you just get 3 5 minutes so, you talk for five minutes, your spouse talks for five minutes, and then you discuss for five minutes. And at the end of that 15 minutes, the conversation is over. If you wanna revisit it at a later time, you totally can. But if you find yourself really nervous and like feeling like this is gonna be overwhelming for me to get vulnerable, then set a time limit and be like, we're gonna do a 555. Five, five. I'm gonna get vulnerable for five minutes. You can talk, you you get to share for five minutes. We'll discuss it for five minutes and then we're going to be done. <laughs> so that's a good skill to use if you're kind of new to this vulnerability and you're a little nervous about where it's going to go.
1: You, you know, it's funny. So many of the the path and the journey of, of entrepreneurship in the social realm, if you really want to get, If you really want your customers or your clients or your people to follow your journey and to truly become those dream clients, those dream buyers, like vulnerability is is the thing is that you've got to you know solve. You've got to share that journey, and so it's funny to think about. It's the exact same in the house, right? Like that's only that's right in front of us. And so many people are sharing their Facebook world lives and journeys and Instagram stories. And, and it's all this real information, but they skip the part that's most important and that's what's in the house. And, and I am one that I hate sharing anything. And then Ron talked me into doing this podcast. And so, you know, hundred episodes in and you know, things are going okay, but, uh, sharing was not my strong point. And so it's been a journey. And I know for a fact sharing within the house has, has been, uh, you know, it was challenging and it's gotten better and it's all, but it's all work. Like you just have to work on it. And so I love that you said, just don't, just do a little bit. Try one little bit. Don't, don't go crazy. So uh, I love that. I love five for five for five, 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 five. Yeah. Uh, you know? Uh, all right. So another thing you mentioned earlier, Monica, is intention, intentionally, our intentionality. Walk us through, like, what's what's that look like when you're teaching your people? It's just, what's, what's the in, intention that you're trying to get them to show in their home or in their relationships or anything like that?
2: Oh gosh, well, there's, there's so many layers to that, of course. But I think the first thing is you gotta figure out what you really want. Like, what is it that you really want? What is it you want out of your marriage? What is it you want out of your family? And what is it you want out of your business? You've gotta put those things into words and you've gotta be able to, to put like a, a, a tangible goal to those things, right? So for me, it's semi-tangible, but like for me, my vision is to be at the top of my mountain, whatever that is for you, um, to be there at the top of the mountain, hand in hand with my partner, my husband, the, the person I love more than anyone in the entire world, right? And But, but what I'm so excited about is to look out over all that we've overcome and accomplished together, right? So there's gonna be, there's gonna be those landslides, there's gonna be, you know, those jagged rocks that stick out, there's gonna be those prickly bushes that we had to get through, right? It, it's not a perfect journey, but it's about the whole entire journey and all that we were able to do together, right? So that's kind of my vision, my intention, and everything else flows backwards from that. So how am I gonna get to this top of the mountain, how am I going to, you know, what are we going to do when it snows and we don't have our coats or, you know, what are we going to do when it's, you know, a thousand degrees and and the oxygen level is, you know, not enough. Like, you know, there's, y- there's going to be all kinds of challenges and things in life, but I know, I know with all of my heart that I'm going to get to the top of that mountain and I'm going to be there with Ben and we're going to look out and we're going to be like, can you believe we made it to the top together despite all of those obstacles that we had to overcome and and that we you know were able to stop and see all those beautiful views and vistas and have those adventures and like you know, learn all the things that we're able to learn together, right? Like you have to remember that your kids are going to grow up. If you do it right, your kids are going to grow up and leave you, but your spouse is still going to be there. And so put into words, put into pictures, put into some sort of language, what you eventually want to accomplish, and then just work backwards from there and be intentional about how you're going to get there.
0: i i I love that you know i i'm gonna put you on the spot because you and i were having a conversation about uh i know you're doing something amazing with videos and we'll talk about that later but a little piece um you talked about why you love doing video podcasts with couples and i loved how you explained it just the details of stuff because Rachel and I have been on your show and I didn't think about that, but I'm pretty sure that happened. But can you share some of the cool things that you've noticed while you're having these amazing conversations with couples?
2: Yeah. So I love doing this interviews with couples. And of course on a podcast on a normal Audio podcast, you don't get to see all the nonverbals. You don't get to see all the little idiosyncrasies inside of the relationship that just make it so special. So, when you're interviewing a couple and you ask them a question that is emotional or has meaning or brings them back, um, you know, what you can't see when you're not on video is the way they look at each other or the way, you know, Uh, somebody puts their arm around the other or, you know, just the emotion on their face and things like that. And so I, I love seeing these couples because what I, what I pride myself on is taking a different angle to um, to to interviews. So I don't typically ask them, you know, the normal questions that they get asked on all the business podcasts that they go on because they've been successful or whatever. I like to ask them about their journey, about their failures, about their challenges, about their wins, about what it felt like and what they learned and those types of things. And you get a lot of emotion when you ask those types of questions, you get, you know, kind of the memories that come. And so, I mean, you know, you know that I, I interviewed the Brunson's and he, he is a very public figure. He tells a lot of stories all over the place from stages on his podcast. He has a lot of opportunities to tell kind of the stories of his life. But when I interviewed the Brunson's together, which is it was only their second interview ever together, and like they were telling stories that i had not heard before they were talking about you know the christmas when he like wanted to buy her a couch and like those kinds of memories that just you see the way they look at each other when they think back on those moments and that is the stuff that you just is priceless to me way better than this is how i described it this morning i love a good reality tv show i mean Give me The Bachelor anytime. I I love watching The Bachelor. But what I love way more than watching a young dude date 25 girls is seeing a couple in real life who has literally like overcome all of these different things in life. And they're talking about what they've learned and their experiences and and you know how they've grown together and, and the memories they've made. That is like true reality TV to me. And I would pick that any day over The Bachelor.
1: Uh, love it, love it. And so for anybody that hasn't caught that uh, episode, they need to go head on over to your podcasts on the brighter side and and follow up. <laughs> for all of us business, entrepreneurs that sometimes miss the, the journey, the failures or the feelings. Sometimes uh, it is good to, to stop and just circle back and get vulnerable and share, right? Well, share with the spouse, share with the one that you're supposed to be sharing with. So uh, I'm gonna ask you our, our one question that we get to ask everybody all about hindsight and, uh, you know, so we, hindsight's 2020. 20, we knew if we could go back, things would, might be a little different, might be a little better, uh, but you might miss some of that journey if you fix things. So uh, I would love to hear if you had that ability to go back, give yourself a little advice, a younger Monica, a little advice. What, what advice would you give? What, what failure would you try to skip or what feeling would you try to embrace more of?
2: Yeah, this is actually a very interesting question because I wouldn't change anything. I mean, I wouldn't be here today without all of the experiences I've 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 experienced, right? So I wouldn't change anything there. But the advice I would give myself is to keep a journal. So me speaking this out loud, it means that I need to actually literally do this. But I would journal better and record all of those things, those moments, those memories, those difficulties those wins right i mean i can look back now and 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 the big ones stand out to me but there was lots of little moments that i've lost you know in translation that i wish that i had kept a journal and been like this might be important to me later or you know this is a little moment that i never want to forget
0: i think so I've tried to journal a couple of times and I really stink oh, at it. Like like I bought a journal. I was really excited about it. And uh, this was uh, 10 years ago, my wife and I, we were going to start journaling and we were cleaning our uh, room the other day and we found it uh, unopened and in its wrapper still. So we've done a great job <laughs> of- <laughs> for the last 10 years. <laughs> but yeah. um, I know you have some exciting stuff that's coming. What's, what's, What's coming up for Monica? Well,
2: lots of exciting things. You're right. So we just barely launched the podcast. Uh And um, what's happened is I've had the opportunity to, like you said, uh, interview these incredibly successful entrepreneurs who have such great stories and such great moments with their spouses. And so um, I'm going to be launching what I'm calling On the Brighter Side Vault, where you can find these these video interviews with really successful entrepreneurs. I'm also gonna put some trainings in there, lots of like fun things that, that, that I offer that are bonuses, like what I've learned from these different entrepreneurs and things like that. So I'm really excited about the vault. And then quickly after that, for Valentine's Day 2021, we'll be launching the course, which is, um, I love talking about training in the art of sexpionage, but that might be an episode for later. But the the skills and frameworks I teach are called sexpionage. And so my course that's coming out right around Valentine's Day is called Training in the Art of Sexpionage.
0: I, I love that word. <laughs> I, want to, I want to work that in somewhere in my day today. So, yeah. nice. so is Tell that you, is the gold... Is so so the you're goal to sit complete... down
2: and perform some sex spionage on right, it. Right,
0: right. Rachel <laughs> and I are going to have a really deep conversation about sex spionage really, really soon.
1: <laughs> so, is the goal for that sex spionage course to complete it by Valentine's Day or to start on Valentine's? No, What's... it
2: will launch around Valentine's Day. You will be giving your spouse the gift of sex spionage for Valentine's Day.
1: Perfect. Okay. So beforehand, so you're ready to go on V-Day. Yes. Yes. Ron and I will need uh, to, to be there. Probably not together, but uh, at least- Hopefully not together. <laughs> <laughs> at least with our spouses. So, all right. Do you have, I, I thought I saw somewhere you have a, a challenge, like a 14-day, uh, yeah. ch- is, is there a 14-day challenge or something? Tell us about that, if it's still- if it's- Yeah.
2: So for those who are You know, intimacy gets a a bad rap, right? So there's all different kinds of intimacy and that's that's kind of what I teach is all the different levels of intimacy. But if sexual intimacy is a struggle, um, which for a lot of people, it is sexual intimacy is difficult because you grow up in a family that, you know, a lot of times it's not spoken about, or there's a lot of shame around it or whatever. And then you grow up and you've got Hollywood and you've got romance novels and you've got the porn industry. And, and so sexual intimacy for a lot of people is kind of a scary subject. So um, I, I uh, got together with a, a sex therapist who is amazing. Her name is Cami Hurst. And we created a 14 day intimacy challenge. So um, all it is, is it's 14 days, there's, there's little two minute prompts with a little exercise that you do each day that you kind of can discover, you know, your uh, different preferences around sexual intimacy. And it's really fun. So that's on my website. Um, and so it's, it's a great starting point. So you can learn more of the like deeper sex espionage stuff.
0: Isn't, isn't Valentine's Day on the 14th? Uh-huh. See, so someone could actually do that, that cool little challenge for 14 days and then go right into that.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. Incredible. That's a great, because the challenge is, you know, towards the end of that, get really fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it down. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> hopefully Rachel's excited about it. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Do it
2: together. That's even. She's,
0: she's probably walking around just hearing like bits and pieces of this. And like, what is that? What are they talking about? <laughs> and she's going
2: to be so excited for the five, five, five year they're going to have tonight. It's going to be great.
0: Oh, it's going to be great. We're going to be talking about that for sure. All right. So when, when. So, all right. We have Valentine's Day coming up. Um, you're working on The Vault. You have the sun in your eye. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> um, what made you decide to do The Vault?
2: Well, like we just talked about, like, I I get the benefit of interviewing these these amazing couples. A lot of times in their homes, like, yeah. You know, the Russell Brunson and Colette Brunson interview is it's in their home, in their basement and, you know, in in one of their family rooms. Right. So I get this like inside view peek into their, you know, most intimate life. And they're telling their most intimate stories. And it's just it's like such a great interview for any entrepreneur to get to hear kind of their journey together. Right. Um, And so I realized doing all these interviews with all these incredible people, I'm sitting on a landmine, but I, you can't see that stuff in the podcast. So um, I, I wanted to make it available. The other thing is, is I'm doing lots of interviews. And so I, I just don't have the bandwidth to publish as many interviews as I have. And so I wanted to give everybody access to these incredible interviews, to these lessons, to these moments. Um, so it was just, too good to keep to myself so i wanted to give everybody
0: access to. and, and that that That's interview awesome. like there's stuff that i've never heard him talk about right because i've seen that and there were there's pieces that i have i have actually been like i learned so much for that interview it's so ridiculous like i've been talking about a couple of parts that he talked about and I not and I i'm gonna share one little piece one little yeah. piece, where, where he talks about um have you ever had an idea because this it's happened to me where you've had an idea And then you don't act on it. And then two months down the road, the idea is out in the world because someone else acted on it because God wanted it out in the world. He gave it to you and you didn't act on it, but someone else did. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's a really good part of that interview. I loved that. I love that. But there's so many pieces like that. Like you got to get in the vault. You got to see the whole thing. It's an amazing interview.
1: (laughs) Fun stuff. All right. So where is, do you work a lot one-on-one or is it all group or like where, where do you end up in uh, best helping uh, as many people as possible?
2: Yeah, I don't do a lot of one on one. It's not my favorite. Maybe it's a little too much like therapy. I don't know. (laughs) But I, I, I have had group coaching programs in the past. I've taken a break from those group coaching programs so I can develop this course because I think that it's so important for everybody to have this foundation and these skills Um, And then I will probably have some sort of a group coaching membership where you can, once you have the foundation of all of these skills and intimacy skills that I'm teaching, then you can come and like really practice them and, and like learn about them. But I don't do a lot of one on one work that just is, is, I think that, um, yeah. I just
0: don't. Yeah, I think, I think it puts you in a, a different. It becomes different than what you're trying to build. Yeah, it's more that, of a couch well, situation. The,
2: the incredible thing about a marriage is it's so personal, and mm-hmm. nobody can do that work for you. I mean, you know, like you know, you hear in business, there's the there's the um, there's the done for you, or there's the done with you, or there's the done for you, right? You right. can't do a marriage for you, you can't even do a marriage with you. Like, so there's not really those options for me. I can just teach people about marriage and really important principles and show them what other people have had success with and then they have to, like, the Otis is on them. I can't have an agency where it's done for you. <laughs> so
0: if
1: uh, only that would be the magic pill, oh, right, crazy there. Right? Crazy right, exactly. there, right?
2: I can't do the marriage for you. You have to do the work. It, and it's it, it's kind of unlike anything, any any other area of your life. Like, um, But at the same time, it is exactly like every other area of your life. Like, if you want something, you've got to get the skills You've got to develop the right mindset. You've got to make some decisions and you just got to do it right. Nobody can really do anything for you. Um, But but especially in the case of marriage, it's it's really definitely more an intrinsic desire thing to to get the skills and to practice the skills and to implement them in your marriage
1: yeah definitely uh, i i need help i'm practicing that marriage thing no um you know i've i've been blessed we, i have a, a beautiful wife that we've been together been married 14 been together 19 years and uh two two amazing kiddos and in your ideas your dreams you know they ebb and flow with things that are, that are on the same page right like your desires go one way uh, at different times every now and again. So what's, what's the advice to keep growing together and not necessarily growing apart? Because, uh, again, I know every everything takes the work, right? Like you got to put in the work to stay together. But what's your advice to to keep in that growing together mindset?
2: Yeah, so I love that because you, you um, hinted on like a, a – concept that I call differentiation, meaning like, like she's kind of growing in in one area as you're kind of growing in another, right? I, I think that exactly that is what brings passion into a marriage, right? You get really excited about, you know, podcasting and, and, and business development and growth, right? And she might get really passionate about running and, you know, making healthy meals or, or whatever it is that she gets passionate about, right? And it's the ability to get vulnerable and share those passions with each other, not necessarily have those passions, right? But to share them with each other, like, why do you get so excited about podcasting? You know, being able to share, like, what is it about podcasting that just, you know, gets you excited to get up every morning and being able to share that feeling with your spouse, even if she doesn't share that at all. Right. She can understand your, your excitement about it by how you share those things with her.
0: That is so true. So when it brings me to a story, cause my wife loves working out like that's a passion of hers. Yeah. And when we were dating uh, I used to work out a lot more than I do now. Uh, it's like 50 pounds lighter than I am now. Um, but we were working out and she, it works out a lot more than I did. So the, there's a escalator like workout thing at the gym. Yeah. And, their master. <laughs> yeah. Their master. Yes. Okay. That thing. <laughs> never <laughs> and, ending uh, stairs. Yes. So yeah, the never ending stairs and she goes, all right, so I'm going to do this. And so we were doing it and she's like, I was like, I'm going to do it with her. No big deal. And she went like 15 minutes forward 15 minutes sideways, 15 minute backwards, 15 minutes sideways the other way. And 15 minutes, it was like an hour and 15 minutes on the stupid machine. And I looked at her, I was like, e- you know, if you don't want to date me, you don't have to kill me. I'll just leave. So she <laughs> know because this is painful, right. But I've come to realize like, she's happier when she has time to do that. So I try really, really hard. And I've been bad the last, the last week or so when the kids have been home, uh, but I try really, really hard to give her that time so she can be her and do stuff for herself. And that way she can feel better about what she's trying to do too.
2: And what I love about that, Ron is that's good for you and it's good for her and it's good for the kids to see you guys making those sacrifices for each other and supporting each other in those ways. It's, it's awesome all around. Everybody wins. Yeah.
1: So I, with your four kiddos, I don't know, uh, if they're all home all the time with you guys, like my kids are, uh, but how has that been this year? This year, with uh, you know, like you, there's less ability to go on date nights, at least to go places. You know, in the summertime, at least you could go outside more. But as it gets colder, that that even that's challenging, right? And so, how do you make the time to get away and? be sane with your spouse as well as the four kids cuz i with two kids it's challenging i can't imagine four of them
2: yeah well I, you know you get to be creative like that's like 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 covid and and cold and all of those things like those are you know some of those uh, you know, obstacles that you find on the trail when you're climbing that mountain, right? I mean, it's just, it's part of the journey, right? And so you get the opportunity to be real resourceful and real creative. And, and you know, if you're having trouble thinking of of, of date nights or, or how to get that going, you talk to people, you talk to, you know, other couples who have figured it out or, or could help you or, you know, those types of things. So, so resourcefulness and creativity that that's when this is built, right. That's when you, you, that's like, I mean, that's when you're made, right. Like, like I've been thinking a lot about the analogy of coal becoming a diamond, right. Mm -hmm. It's so weird because we were sitting in church the other day and my, my nine-year-old was playing with my ring and he was asking me these questions, and he's like, mom, did this used to be coal? And I was like, I I think that it was, right? I think that diamonds are made from just extreme pressure. And you think about coal, and if you touch, you know, if you're playing with coal or touching coal, it's rubbing off all over your hands. It's, it's it, it falls apart, it's not very solid. But under all of that pressure, it becomes this beautiful diamond and you're not going to rub anything off of a diamond, right? I mean, it is solid. And so, you know, these times like this where, you know, we we're, we're have very little control over You know, the outside forces of Corona and all of those things, what we can control is our thoughts, our opinions, our creativity, our, you know, who we want to be and and how we become that person, right? And so that's how you create a diamond. Um, So, I mean, I love, love, not that I love all of, you know, what's happening in the world, but I love the opportunity that we have to become stronger and more resourceful and creative.
0: No, I think that's that's a great analogy, actually. Um, especially what's going on right now. You know, you you have the opportunity to crumble or become this amazing thing and reinvent yourself in a in a different way. So I think that's huge. Um, what do you think is holding most people back from being their most authentic self? Fear. Ooh. ooh. <laughs>
2: yeah i wasn't prepared for that question That's- i wasn't i don't even know what that question I think came people from just afraid of, I, think, I think people are afraid of what would happen if they just were genuinely themselves
0: yeah yeah
1: well i think uh i think the whole i mean this whole year has has challenged all of us in many ways and and so if the the fear aspect on every level Right, like how how many of us had had fear just getting on a camera like this, right? Back back in the day, uh, you know, getting on a Facebook Live, right? We're f- afraid of the camera, but no, we're just have fear in our mind because people might reject us, right? And so we are with a spouse because that person shouldn't reject us for anything, right? Like if we are our authentic selves, so we should be able to let go of that fear. And if you can't let go of the fear, then you're probably not in the right relationship. So uh, definitely, all right.
2: Or you might be trying to control something you can't actually control.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I'm I'm game to try to control everything if I possibly can. And so yes, uh, no more. Well, I gotta let it go. Gotta let the control go. Gotta let the fear go, and, and just try to be genuine, be authentic. Um, all right. One last question for me, Monica, and that is: you've already shared so much great advice, uh, so many great things. But I, again, I, I learned all this by myself, so the only way I can share this uh, or go to my wife and, and embrace any of this is sharing it, right? But how do you? How do you most? try to get people in front of you is it do you try to get that entrepreneur or do you try to get the couple like where's where's kind of your your goal with when people are hearing your message
2: uh so do you mean like who's my target audience like who am i trying to get in front of
1: yeah yeah just that and and like so i just heard your message now do I Am I supposed to go get my wife to, hey, you've got to come listen to Monica. She's amazing. She's got all these things I'm trying to share. I'm trying to be vulnerable. Come listen with me. Or is it like, hey, I need to take what I learned and share just with her? Like, wh- What's kind of that whole, whole process really with, with people that you're talking to?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, ideally, you're learning it together. That way you have like the same kind of language and the same footing. And, you know, you're definitely going to understand it differently, but you can apply it, you know. Um, So I always say two heads are better than one, but one is better than none. So um, I've I've had the opportunity to work with couples. I've had the opportunity to work with women. And I've had the opportunity to work with men. And and it all works because what I'm teaching you isn't something that you – actually even do together it's something you do for yourself right so the beautiful thing about marriages is a dynamic you can't change it. you can't change another person but marriage is a dynamic so if you change yourself then the other person has to um, adapt to um, to uh, account for that right because it's a dynamic so Um, you know, everything that I teach is, is stuff for you to do yourself. And you don't even have to explain it to your spouse if you don't want to. But if you if you make the necessary changes, and you do the necessary things, she's going to notice, and she's going to be curious. So, um, so yeah, like I said, I love working with couples, because it gives them the same, you know, language and, and starting point to operate from. But you know, not everybody has that luxury that their spouse is going to be like, okay, I'll do that with you. Right. And so they, people get to work on themselves and then that changes the dynamic of the relationship typically very, very positively. Right. So, um, so yeah, so, so you take this information use it however you want. You use it to change yourself, use it to change your ideas, your thoughts, because Ultimately, that's all you can actually control. But if you're really excited about it and you want to share it with your spouse and she's, you know, willing and, and excited about it, too, then the more the merrier.
0: Well, you said something super important right there. And I, I just want to reiterate, it's to change yourself, not to change your spouse. Right. Right it's to change yourself you're gonna
2: get real frustrated real fast if you're right. trying to change things that you cannot change <laughs> like your spouse or your kids or the weather or this weird sunshine line that is
1: <laughs> bad time of day for a podcast interview i guess household.
2: <laughs> i'm just changing my own position because i can't <laughs> change that can't, right
0: can't now. control that no all right monica we appreciate you taking the time and hanging out with us here But I know there's people that have been listening and watching live, and they're like, you know what? That resonated with me. I need to connect with Monica. Where should they go to find you?
2: Yeah. Well, the easiest place is probably my website, www.onthebrightersideofmarriage.com, where I spend a lot of time on Instagram, uh, at monitanner One. Um, or I also have a really fun Facebook group that's called on the brighter side of marriage for entrepreneurs. So you can find me in any of those places.
1: Perfect. Perfect. I'm sure many people will go find you or go listen to your podcast, uh, and uh, listen to all the great interviews. And then soon when the vault is released, uh, they'll be catching up. So Monica, thank you so much for sharing, uh, all this amazing information and uh, I guess next time we'll have to get more on the intimacy piece, but I guess Ron and I kind of glazed over it. We didn't want to be too intimate with each other today. We're, so. we're
2: starting small. We're starting small. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Corey.
2: We'll,
1: we'll go you got
0: to take me on dink first, Corey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Monica. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Monica. All right, everyone. Uh, Ron, this is funny. I feel like. I, f- I feel like you talk about no coincidences, right? But we seem to have surrounded ourselves with uh, several people talking about uh, the relationships and and how you know it's goes hand in hand with your business. Like you've you've got to have a strong relationship. I mean, we're all about partnerships. So everything that anybody that's focused on marriages and and those kind of relationships, like it all works. Like it all works for our partnership and for others that want to have great relationships in the business world like it's still the same you've got to be you've got to share you've got to be vulnerable you've got to be genuine right you've got to get over the fear like it's all kind of hand in hand and uh so it's it's kind of funny that we've been pushed this way over this last month so i love it
0: yeah it's 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 actually really crazy um looking back and looking at the people that are around us it's like wow we better have a good marriage or Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, all right so what are your takeaways today man ah uh, well the one that i loved 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 and I, I don't think i've ever heard it put this way you know i've heard of the spinning plates or balance work life balance blah 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 blah. but the juggling versus the balance piece like i love that and then yeah you're you know when you're juggling something's going to drop but there's still some other balls in the air you can grab it throw it up there and go right? So you can keep going. So I love the juggling versus balancing. And I loved how she said, hey, sometimes there's one ball that might get a little bit more attention than the others, uh, but they're all getting something, right? So I thought that was awesome. Um, And I'm going to talk about intentional intentionality and the time being intentional and making sure you know, I, I try really hard to just like map out things on my calendar that I never would have done before. Right. And so there's an intentional time. So Rachel gets time to work out. Uh, there's intentional time that I get to work out. I just don't do it. So that's a different conversation for a different day. Don't judge me. Don't judge me, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, intentional time.
1: Perfect. All right. And then for me, the differentiation, uh, uh can actually bring a to the relationship, and and again, I, I see this is for our relationship and as well. Like my strength is not graphics; it's not that stuff. But but you get passionate about it and and you bring it over right and and then we start talking about i'm like yes i like the last 12 but but it's great because you're sharing it right and and same thing for me like when i am looking at a funnel i'm like oh i'm really proud of this one i love the way these these elements worked right like it's it's kind of fun but even but more importantly that the the relationships in the home everyone should be growing and even if you're not doing growing the exact same things just bring the passion to your spouse for whatever you're learning, whatever you're teaching, whatever you're doing, uh, to to actually bring passion to that relationship. So uh, all right, everyone, thanks so much for listening in today. The great Monica Tandler joined us. And if you caught the live, fantastic. You're in the Facebook group. Oh, if you're not in the Facebook group, come on over facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22.
0: Guys, thanks for being the best part of the hindsight hackers community.